0: And just as things go, another round of footy, another batch of unexpected outcomes, and maybe a little bit of optimism for some teams of fans that really could use it right now, me included. (laughs) But round four of the AFL season has come and gone. A lot more action, a lot more things that we need to get into, and a lot more things that we need to ask ourselves and the rest of the footy fan base. But of course, I'm your host, Ross Helm, joined alongside by AFL Correspondent, Coach Johnny Hess. Coach, how are we doing?
1: I am doing absolutely wonderful, sir. I have to say, an absolutely cracking round of footy. Some, some, some expected results, some unexpected results, but I have to say that... The week started off really good with a couple of <laughs> inside five point games, a couple of blowouts. But in, in, in all, I loved the round of footy. It was, it was thoroughly entertaining. I, I cannot wait to discuss this. And with several storylines popping up over the last few days, I am I'm looking forward to this week just
0: as much. Woo. What better way to get into things, though, because your very own Sydney Swans started off this round of footy action as they took on Essendon. And, hey, Donnie, uh, would you be surprised if I told you, okay, Sydney, yes, yeah, and they're playing, they have a really close game. Would, would, is that a surprise to you at all?
1: Uh, if, if, you, <laughs> if you've if watched these two teams play over the last five years, this this, this particular result would not surprise you. But, to be honest, if, if you'd have told us two weeks ago that this would have been the final score, I think some people would have looked at you and, and asked you where you were <laughs> taking your drugs and where you were getting them because – this, this was a little bit of an unexpected, but when they, when Essendon comes up and, and spanks St. Kilda, mm-hmm. I think there were a lot of Sydney fans that kind of went, ooh, this may not be as simple as we thought, and it proved very much so. I, this Essendon team it, it is a lot like Sydney. A lot of young kids playing really good footy at the right time. I, I think Sydney helped out Essendon a lot with, mm-hmm. with inaccurate kicking in front of goal. I think 11
0: 17 83 for them. And Essendon, a slightly more accurate 12 8, 80. But exactly. I mean, with the inner 50s, Sydney wasn't able to. I was kind of shocked because Sydney's really good at converting those. And mm. it just wasn't. But a guy that was able to convert a lot was none other than Superstar Buddy. Franklin, as he is able to kick 950, he got up to the big old 950 after a three-goal performance and a late goal that iced the game. Uh, for the Swans as well, you had Luke Parker getting the dirty work done for them. Uh, 32 disposals in the middle of the field, 16 contested marks, and the goal for him as well. Really good stuff. Shocker from Buddy Franklin and the rest of the young crew, um, albeit a, against a Essen team that played up to the competition.
1: I, I, I'm kind of if I I think Essendon's a little bit better team than some people thought. I think this really showed this is a solid team. But I think in some situations, I think Sydney had that kind of stinker win. Mm. It, 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 and let me let me expound on that a tiny bit. Yeah. They did not play the style of footy that they had played. There there were there were far more fumbles, mm-hmm. far less accurate kicking. They were a little less structured in the back, and it kind of showed. Plus, the goal kicking we already kind of said is that three or four of those goals go in and this game is not even close but unfortunately we were we were wayward in front of goal we were very wasteful Mm -hmm. as as i tweeted several times that i think that's really what kept this game Is if sydney kicks it between the big sticks a couple of times two three of those this is not a close game and this may be a blowout earlier in the third (laughs) quarter right like the previous two or three games but they were continuing to kick behinds letting Essendon stay in there Essendon would get something good going so this is an Essendon team they are going to give teams trouble Nick Cox is the guy I would say right now keep an eye on a 200 centimeter player who can play the wing he's got speed he's a right footer but kicks a left footed goal Mm -hmm. in this game on the run very impressive I have to say a very 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 well done game by the Essendon Bombers from a Sydney Swans and a coach here, I tip my hat to this Essendon
0: Bombers. Keep an eye out. This team is
1: going to give teams headaches this year. Well, he kind
0: of took the, the words right out of my mouth when he first started with that because the question that I asked over on our Instagram and Twitter, which you can follow is Twitter at Fourth Long Radio, Instagram at Fourth Long Radio. Um, links are everywhere. Um, just also just go to the Fourth um, that has everything for you. But I put out uh, the, this post asking the question is Essendon underrated because if we look through their games a one-point loss to a good Hawthorne team a three-point loss to the best team in the AFL right now they blew out St. Gilda who had a great win against West Coast this round which we'll get into in here in a moment and then yeah they had the blowout to uh to poor Adelaide but three of four two games of five points uh, combined of, of a loss and one blowout I think a lot more people need to give this team credit. And Donnie, I, I don't know if you're claiming to, uh, from our preview show uh, for the season that Essendon's going to be the wooden spoons holding up at the moment because I I like them. I think they're going to be good. Like give them like three, four, or five years. This is going to be a really good Bombers team.
1: This this is an Essendon team, kind of like kind of like Sydney is is that I didn't know how their youth was going to impact mm-hmm. them. It, it, i love it though I, I love seeing the youth movement for for both of these teams like i think these are two teams that i think in the next five years are going to be in that mix with Fremantle and with brisbane that are going to be flag contenders because they've got a lot of youth that's coming up and getting going at the right possible time this is an essendon team that i i'm gonna say it right now i don't think they're gonna be wooden spooners i think north melbourne's kind of wrapping a nice little bow quite early unfortunately but uh, this i'm not seeing them in the bottom four i'm seeing them nipping a frio nipping a hawthorn maybe getting i i I hate to say i hate to say this for some people them getting a collingwood maybe getting a gws we'll have to see. I, I, I'm I not going to guarantee that. You, you just you just never know. But this is, this is is I don't see this as a bottom-four mm-hmm. team. I see this as a team that they're going to be the middle-of-the-road team, but they're going to get a ton of great experience into seeing young players. Um, seeing Jakey Stringer come back and, and play really well, I think only helps this team out a lot. Um, I, I'm thoroughly going to enjoy watching this Essendon team kind of grow up this year along with the, the Swans this year. I, this is another team that... It's a, almost a must watch team because you just never know what you're going to get.
0: <laughs> it's so much fun with that one. Um, speaking of, uh, with you talking about, uh, you know, cutting contenders, legit contenders this year, let's talk about what Richmond isn't looking like right now, and that is legitimate contenders this year as. They now drop back to back games with a pivotal matchup. We were talking about this in the last week's show, Donnie. A pivotal matchup between Port Adelaide and Richmond, a rematch of the 2020 preliminary finals. And Port Adelaide gets their sweet revenge, albeit probably not as sweet as it would be. You know, if Richmond won the flag, you know, and Port won a regular season game early in the year. So, all those headlines say sweet, sweet revenge. Um, I, I don't know about that one, but <laughs> Port Adelaide does win this. They win a really important game, and what I kind of thought was ironic in a way is it looked like Port Adelaide won this game by using the tiger strategy against them, forcing handballs, not really letting Richmond get their footing, um, or really get or keep it throughout this game, forcing dirty play and, and turnovers and mistakes, and, and really pressuring this team. But also, Port Adelaide gets this win. But at what cost, as Zach Butters, Conor Rossi, uh, Tom Cleary, Fantasia, uh, and Xavier Dermza injured, injured in this one. So, you, you win some, you lose some. At least you get that W on the board. You're still top five. You're three and 3-1 right now, looking good. Uh, but for the coming rounds, it this really might have a bad effect on them.
1: This this is one of those is that I, I almost tweeted I almost tweeted this as I was watching this I almost tweeted go is it September already because this was a final style of footy game yes. it was tough it was physical it, it it was it was full bore in every single way and, and I agree with you Port just did enough to win But at what cost? I mean, you lose Butters and Dersma for at least four weeks, both of them saves. I think Fantasia, I think it's going to be fine. I think some of the other ones.
0: I think think Fantasia had like a rolled ankle. Yeah. We'll have to see. Just throw some extra tape on that ankle. Trust me. I've done that all my whole football career. (laughs) It's fine. You'll be good.
1: Yes. But (laughs) but here's the other thing and the caveat. And I told a few people this um, Mm. in round three. Everybody's like, well, Sydney beat Richmond. I mean, is Richmond's title hopes i said time out it's round four (laughs) let's let's scale it back a little bit this is a richmond team that has done this before Mm -hmm. and they always seem to find a way around round 17 they get going and they become a locomotive and a very very tough team to beat so i i'm not gonna to bury this particular richmond team yet it is still very early in the season there are still 18 games still to be played that is a lot of footy injuries nuttiness this season there's going to be more upsets it's almost a given i i'm gonna i'm gonna pause on on the on the premature burial of richmond season right now yes they're (laughs) two and two yes they're not in the finals race but when you've got dusty on your team and you've got a team that can get on a roll; anything mm-hmm. is possible. But
0: it, it and they is, still got the eighth spot I mean, right now, above Frio exactly. of all teams. So yeah, there's. I mean, if if I'm a Richmond supporter, like I know a lot of them behind the pan, button. right now my hands, it's hovering. It's it's above that pan bug. I'm not, but it's, it's a little shaky, Donnie. It's a little shaky about that button. But to your point, yeah, uh, it's always fun to overreact at the beginning of the season. That's that's for sure. I, I, and it's so also, as a supporter, I understand, uh, like a lot of Richmond supporters coming out and saying, oh, this is bad because, all, like, as a giant supporter, I take everything and overreact to everything uh, with mm-hmm. with all my teams, to be honest. That's that's a lot of us sports fans. But Richmond, they're still in good shape. I mean, like you said, plenty of footy. But Port Adelaide, they might, is it, is it an overstatement to say that they saved their season with this win?
1: i i think they saved the direction of their mm. season because i think there were some people questioning them when you when you when you put up such a, a um a non-power performance as you did in the west coast mm-hmm. but to come home to beat a quality richmond team yes a richmond team coming off a loss i understand coach but it, it really is a thing where it's like This kind of stabilizes them. They don't get into the doldrums. They don't get into a losing streak. They don't start getting the questions even more. I mean, South Adelaide media are gonna be all over port if they start losing games in the middle of the season because everybody's gonna be like, Well, is last year a fantasy? Is 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 this a one hit wonder team that only has one good year and then Mm -hmm. No, this is this is a poor team. They are built for the finals. They just need to get there. If they can get there, then they've got a shot. I mean, Alir Alir was absolutely insane in this game with his abilities to spoil and to get over there for Marks. Um, I think this poor team, if they can if they can keep themselves healthy and get some of these players healthy by the time they get to round 17 or 18, just like Richmond, be a little weary of this team getting going and being very difficult to stop.
0: Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next one, though, a, a team that is very difficult to stop. Let's talk about the Western Bulldogs. As they bulldoze Brisbane in this one in the game that really should have honestly uh, I thought the Bulldogs didn't really take advantage of their scoring opportunities that, that they were given this one it sh- The way that they played, the way that midfield played This should have been a wider margin on this one I, I mean a margin of 10-13-73 to 8-6-54 Decent margin right there but it really could have been another two, three goals is what it seems like with this one. Uh, what was cool is that we had um, Ruckman Tim English. He was leading the way with in scoring with his three goals. Josh Bruce coming off a fantastic performance. He gets one goal. So, yeah, North Melbourne, Josh Bruce, still good goal scorer. But maybe pump the brakes on on him, kind of taking over with this 100-goal season, I guess. <laughs> kind of reeling ourselves back, or at least myself back from last week. Uh man. And, it was Brisbane. They late find this one, but the Dockers respond. They finish the game. Brisbane now drops to 1-3, and, and the Bulldogs stay at the top of the ladder after this game. Your thoughts on it?
1: This this was a game that I think a little bit of – I think the reason the game was a little bit closer is the weather was kind of constantly fluctuating with mm-hmm. the wind down in Ballarat. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this, was, this was a very interesting watch because the Bulldogs would get a little bit of lead. Brisbane would – kind of crawl back into it brisbane maybe western would pull back out brisbane <laughs> would pull it back so it was, it was really kind of i don't think brisbane ever really got enough of a run to really get back fully into this game I, I completely agree with you this this dogs team is showing why they are legitimate flag contenders right now because they have so much depth in that midfield and you bring in stefan martin end of the year you'd be able <laughs> to move tim english to as you're leading full forward He's already one of the taller guys in the league he's almost impossible to stop if he can get up into the air and get those big on big hands around marks and, and when he can kick goals they become a dangerous dangerous team when you've already got bruce who mm-hmm. as we said kicked 10 goals the previous week norton who flies at everything and can bring down <laughs> so much and then you've got some of these midfielders that can come up and rest like the Bont. you've got treloar you've got dunkley i mean this is literally a hydra. There are so many heads that you have to try to stop that, that it's it's going to take quite a performance to be able to slow this doggies team down. Um, and unfortunately, Brisbane just did not have the horses in the midfield to be able to do that this game. So we, we, we will really have to see. I think this doggies team are are, are stamping themselves. Flag, flag contenders right now. We'll just have to see. Does anybody kind of knock them down a peg, or do they continue to surge forward mm-hmm. again and again as, as the rounds go on? I I I cannot wait to see next round as much as anyone.
0: With Richmond, you were saying that nope. Let's hold off. Let's not press the panic button yet. But in Brisbane scenario, I have slammed that 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 panic button last round. They're one in three now. And it looks like their finals hopes. I know you said it's early; it might be slim to none at this point.
1: I don't know if I would go slim to none, but I would definitely, if I'm, if I'm on the Brisbane Lions, if I'm a Brisbane Lions fan, I'm definitely looking at this, going, "Oh boy, who's who's our next few matchups?" Well, this week doesn't give you much of a benefit. You have Essendon this week, who. Mm as I have stated. They could beat you. They're they're going to be tough. It doesn't get any better with a Collingwood team that's slowly getting stronger.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, and then two in three weeks, who do they get? Port Adelaide. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those are your next three games. Not exactly if you're a Brisbane Lions fan filling you with a lot of optimism because Essendon can nip you if they get going. Yes, it's at the Gabba. They're at home. Brisbane gets to go home. Might be a good sign. I think Brisbane... We can discuss this a little bit later in the tips. I think Brisbane wins this one, but mm-hmm. then looking at it, it's like Carlton, Port Adelaide, Frio. Once you get past Port Adelaide, a nice little a nice little two game run with Frio and Gold Coast, so you can maybe get yourself back. But but this is a Brisbane team that you y- you gotta try to win at least the next two or three in a row just to get your confidence back. I mean, I think it's possible, but that Port game just looks is looming. Very ugly as the third game of the next three. But that that's not going to be an easy win, even at home.
0: No, uh, man. It, it's <laughs> I hate to say it, but man, I I've been extremely disappointed by Brisbane this year, especially coming off what we saw last year. I was expecting nothing but a build onto that. But like you, one of the things you said earlier, um, in, in one of our earlier breakdowns, is that teams are almost figuring them out now. Or uh, the other thing is that Brisbane might have just over exceeded uh last season and now this is a Brisbane team that they actually are and, and, and man that that's be a little disappointing if you're a Brisbane supporter with that one a
1: little bit i think there's there's so much young talent on this team that i think a lot of people just they saw the, the continued upward trajectory you finish second on the ladder twice in a row everybody's thinking well this is the year maybe they they win the minor premiership they get to a grand final and it doesn't help. Cam Reyna goes down with an ACL at the start of the season. You bring in Joe Danaher, but you don't know how he's gonna gel. And right now, mm-hmm. Danaher, Hipwood, and Cameron are not—they're not functioning as a very solid forward unit. Danaher's kicking the occasional goal. Cameron at times looks lost. Like I, I hate saying it, but he does—he looks lost. He is not his identity is kind of that key forward up front. Is kind of gone now. The Danner is mm-hmm. there, and he's not taking on the pocket role that I think he could be absolutely electric at. He he's not really excelling at it. It's like he's stifled. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Hipwood's Hipwood. He he's kind of an enigma. He'll have <laughs> he'll have great moments, and then he has moments where you're like, really, really. <laughs> so so it's kind of like if these three like if they were all functioning at top level i think mm-hmm. brisbane is an absolutely dangerous team of forward but right now they're just i mean they're like oil and water they're just not mixing right now and i don't know what coach fagan's gonna have to do to get these three going but he, he's gonna need to figure something out or maybe he goes to the point where he drops a hipwood he drops a camera and maybe says hey get your head clear and start <laughs> playing footy or or you're gonna find yourself sitting for for a game here. I don't know.
0: And that really wouldn't be the the worst thing that you can do in a situation like this. Uh, We'll see if they're able to pick it up starting in round five uh, once we get to our tips later at the end of the show. A team that we go to next is one that got blown out last week by the aforementioned Essendon. And they beat a team that just put a whooping on aforementioned Port Adelaide. So this was an extremely weird game and I had... I, I just was blown away by the, the final score here with St. Kilda defeating West Coast 15-12-2 to 13 4 They shot the Eagles. They make a statement coming off a bad loss from last week. This was led by fantastic fourth quarter performance when they came storming back and just really took this game over. Uh, they were led by Max King with five goals in this game. A guy that was able to put uh, stuff on the board. In that fantastic fourth quarter, and Donnie, what caused this West Coast fourth quarter collapse?
1: Uh, I just West Coast is a team that um, I don't know. They, they they lost Luke Shuey last week to a mm-hmm. hamstring injury, and I don't know if these big losses of Elliot Yo and and Shuey are, are affecting him. Andrew Gaff has just not been himself this year. He's not the the disposal machine that he has been years before. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know, this was really a weird game because of the first half if you would have told me at halftime St. Kilda was going to win this game, I would have told you you're nuts I mean, <laughs> West Coast had just blown up the lead it looked like replay number two of the Essendon game and St. Kilda I don't know what Coach Ratton said at halftime, but by God, did St. Kilda come out just ears pinned back, ready to go and they just took it to West Coast and I don't know if West Coast got shell shocked and was surprised St. Kilda all of a sudden was playing good footy or what. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, to get beat by 20 after having the lead at halftime, mm-hmm. I think it was something over 20 itself, yeah. it's just such an incre- incredible comeback. But it's like, it makes me now go, was this a bad performance by West Coast or was this a good performance by
0: St. Kilda? I
1: or was this the
0: west coast team just in general
1: i don't know and and i've I've always said that that for some weird reason west coast when they travel to victoria there's some hoodoo (laughs) over it i don't know what it is it's really weird this this west coast team is just not consistent enough playing in victoria so i should have maybe seen this coming but man st kilda just i don't know they they have become an enigma like i'm (laughs) I, I went back and forth with my tips this week, and mm-hmm. I can't remember. Who, I'd have to look and double-check and see who they play this week, We're just before our tips. But it's just like, oh, man, this I, this game was just, I mean, mind-blowing emoji. Like, they
0: Literally. The St. Kilda does take on Richmond. So, like we said, very winnable game for the St. Saint Kilda Saints team of – Weird game of Richmond, Of course, we'll give our tips uh for this one because this is gonna be a really interesting one uh to to pick. And now is this a bad sign for West Coast? Can St. Kilda use this as a push to make it into the top eight? Right now they said eleven. Who is going to benefit the most or hurt the, the most uh from from this performance?
1: Uh I don't know. I, I think West Coast advantage at home, playing at Optus, at Optus
0: Oval, is just that... It sounds you know, corny at this point of saying it so often, but it's it's real.
1: But <laughs> you almost want to go that they're probably going to win at least eight of their home games. Mm-hmm. So there's eight notches on their belt already. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to steal a few on the road. You give them usually three or four. So they should make the finals. So I'm not really... I don't I'm not gonna put a ton of stock into this West Coast Eagles team again. Mm-hmm. Um we'll have to see how their injury goes again. Having yeah. Nick Nat Nui and some of the guys that they have, they're gonna be dangerous. They're gonna they're gonna win some games again. I just don't know are they gonna win enough to stay in the finals with some of these teams, kind of having some renaissance like Melbourne, Sydney, and some of those. And I I, I, I kind of pin more of this on St. Kilda because mm. Is this the win that gets their season back on track? Do they do they come out snarling against Richmond on Thursday and, and kind of put a little fear into the Tigers' army a little bit? Or do they step up and do they get blown out of the park and it's just a one-off? They got lucky, West Coast had a crap second half and St. Kilda gets a win they probably didn't deserve. I don't know. I, I, I literally come into this game, it's like, if I think richmond's going to be what i think it is richmond should win this game mm-hmm. but i don't know because what st kilda did to west coast is scary because they played without abandon they played mm-hmm. the high pressure game they played a game that can really mess with a, a richmond team so so i'm very i, I pause this one a little bit because i want to see how next week is mm-hmm. because st kilda beats richmond this is this is the catalyst. Yeah, St Kilda gets smoked by Richmond. This is an enigma. So we'll see. Yeah.
0: We will see a, a team that's almost an enigma. Uh, at least with how I've kind of described them up until this point is the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, this has been a really interesting team to watch, especially since I wasn't really expecting much out of them going into the season. And I don't think neither. Well, uh, okay, I was going to say eleven with their good season so far. They've been gaining fans. So they're almost. Up to 20, I, I say all 19 of their fans right now um, are f- happy about the season. Not happy about how this round went because Carlton ended up taking this one nine sixteen seventy 16 to Gold Coast 8 59 This was a hard-fought game that Carlton won, even with the shaky fourth. But if you look at that 9-16, this game could have been a lot worse for Gold Coast if uh, Carlton was able to find a way to, Hey, uh, let's kick it through the middle. Yeah, yeah, let's try that. And uh, please don't get me wrong. I know it's a lot harder than, than just saying, we're c- but yeah. yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not just some dumb American. <laughs> please, please trust me. Uh, <laughs> one thing, though, one thing, even in the loss, I would like to highlight uh, one of the bigger highlights of this game was Gold Coast's ruck, actually, because this is a depleted, injured kind of part of their team. They've had to have a lot of young guys step up, and they got the job done against Carlton. I know they didn't get the win, but they got the advantages and clearances 47 to 38. So that young ruck group was doing their job. Of course, uh, the rest team was able to uh, pick it up. But if you're trying to look for a, a silver lining in this one, look at that ruck because it impressed uh, me and a lot of other people
1: this was this is a really really good game I, um this game stayed close just because and Coast still has a ton of great talent yeah and, and i agree with you the rucks kind of half and half to everything so they didn't make it as big of an advantage for carlton as it could have mm-hmm. and the midfields i think are very balanced so i think that's why the game kind of played out um i think some of the reasons that the scoring wasn't as high and the, and the skills were a little bit met is that being up in gold coast you get a little bit more of a tropical feel right now mm-hmm. since it is a little bit closer to the equator the ball gets a little more slick somebody grabs it some of the some of the sweat gets on the ball it makes it makes catching marks of that much more difficult mm-hmm. so carlton wins this game again I, I think gold coast is one of those i think they're trying to survive until <laughs> They can get a more stable ruck, mm-hmm. um, healthy, which unfortunately may be still another two weeks away. I know that the Richmond uh, Richmond coach Hardwick threw out a European soccer-style loan system that he thinks he, he would like to see in the AFL. Um, I'm, I'm not so sure about that. I, I agree with what many, uh, some of the Melbourne media, media agree with. I think they need to go to a mid-season trade mm. period mm. or a mid-season
0: trade deadline. Um, you mean like most other sports in the world, especially in America at least?
1: No, more like U.S. sports. Most yeah. of the European oh. sports, they have
0: transfer windows, which well, is excuse like me. two months of the year. Hey, it's, it's
1: fine. It's fine. <laughs> not a problem.
0: I'm an American guy. I, Can't you count? Uh, I, yeah, I know you guys couldn't tell. I'm an American sports fan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, um, I, I, and I think it's gaining steam. I, I think okay. years like this where – you're seeing injuries that are debilitating one section of of a team, I think, helps push this to where I think eventually, I think in the next five years, you will see a midseason trade period, which I think will be fascinating. I hope so. You you could get to a point where a team like a North Melbourne has a guy like Ben Cunnington or a Todd Goldstein and a team needs a rock like Gold Coast, like like Mm -hmm. say in the next five years, Gold Coast is there having ruck issues just like they have this year and there are two points and there are two points out of the the finals with eight games to go yeah you can trade your first round pick or a second round pick for todd goldstein there's your ruck replacement now you can go for it yes you're giving up a draft pick in the next year's draft but you're going for a finals mm-hmm. and it may be maybe a flag the next year which i i think would be bring a very intriguing um, addition to the sport, well, I think it's needed. obviously,
0: it, it works out very well in our American sports and in all of them. I mean, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, uh, in, in all those sports, you uh, you have this mid season trade period, and it I, I like you're saying it lets these teams that need, like, a little extra something put themselves over, and then this team, they can give up this. Like, oh, hey, we're not going to make the playoffs, so let's maybe sell a couple assets, build for the next few years, build for the future. Mm-hmm. Then you got the teams that, hey, we're contenders. Let's build up a little more. It really just adds more to the excitement. And I don't want to uh, – the last thing I want to do to you, Aussies, is Americanize, uh, you know, Australian football because I know the history that's in it. That The last thing I want to do is, like, change it Uh, i already hate the what they're doing to baseball uh and so call me old head for that but i I think this is an improvement this isn't starting uh extra innings with a man second for those that understand that in american baseball god bless you uh but it this isn't like a, a bad rule change this is a good and progressive rule change ultimately and donnie i i would be a huge fan of this
1: yeah i'm very intrigued i know they have a midseason draft but that's mostly rookies from sample waffle and and victorian football league Mm -hmm. potentials that are not um afl affiliated so the the possibility of some of these guys playing a lot of afl is kind of minimal unfortunately but if you do do this mid-season trade period again like i said this is this is pie in the sky five years maybe they'd have to ratify it and all that but I think it would bring a little bit of intrigue to the middle of the year because I know you and I are, are huge American sports guys. I mean, isn't it always fun watching the trade deadline? Oh, it's the watching, best. Well, we just had the, the
0: the hockey yep. trade deadline for the NHL. It's best yep. for the NFL. It, it, it's fun. It's a lot of fun
1: because you sit in front of your TV and you're waiting to see if maybe your team makes a move and and, and, and you're, you're talking and sports mm-hmm. radio has so much fun because they're constantly going, well, we could trade this person for this person or this traffic. So it's, it brings a, a, a whole degree of makes uh, our job team. fun. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and, it, and it's a lot of fun. Um, we'll have to see. Like I said, this is, yeah. it's pie in the sky stuff. I mean, if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to complain about yeah. it, but this is a perfect situation here where gold coast can go get a rock in the trade period and and maybe be able to salvage, maybe making the finals instead of basically kind of going, well, we're done because there goes your rock stocks and you're having to play catch up for Mm -hmm. for so much time of the year. Unfortunately.
0: And and just one thing before we get into the next game, which I'm super excited to talk about, of course, uh, I just want to flex this, this knowledge I've learned, Donnie. Uh, Like one of the things I was saying about that, that rule, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm learning Australian culture and stuff like that. I have learned what a snag is. Yeah? <laughs> I saw you was saw was that great. on Twitter? Well, it's because, I saw it on Twitter. Well, it's that because I saw amazing. a picture with the, the AFL tweet. I was like, and it was a hot dog in a, uh, a white piece of bread. I was like, oh, I only do that while I'm at buns. So I asked the question. No, it's something that they do even – they prefer over buns. So, hey. You learn something new every single day. It's called a snag. They just call it a, a, a sausage, right? Um, and, and so, or, or something like that. Uh, a sausage. Wasn't it like, a called snag. a dogwood? Is it called a s- dogwood? snag. Wood? Snag. Yeah. But I, I, I learned a
1: that. Sang-a. A singer. Sanger. S-A-N-G-A-R.
0: I, I So I'm learning, guys. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate, well, like, everyone in the comments on YouTube and stuff. I, I love you guys. Uh, really, really making this fun for me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and the other part part about it is is I know since you have the watch AFL, have you seen the commercials for Bunnings, Bunnings Warehouse?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, you can get a sausage sanga at uh-huh. Bunnings. It's basically it's basically really? kind of like Sam's Club over here in the states.
0: Oh, is it like yeah. an IKEA where it's like a, a big
1: store? Like of, it's, it's almost more like a Home a Home oh, Depot, God. a Lowe's type type of place, gotcha. but then it has like. The Sam's Club, like mm. you get the foodie type of places mm. there. So you I, can get a sausage sang and I will and say
0: Australian like commercials, now. hands down better than American commercials. And I will always love the first really thing I learned about Australia is is Maccas. M-A-C-C-A. Macca's. That's uh fantastic. But I digress. Let's get back on topic, Donnie, and let's talk about GWS. Never surrender. They get their first win. Of the season, and it was a shocker to me because they beat a normally good Collingwood team. We'll we'll talk about it in a moment here, but GWS they win by a thirty point margin on this one. They finally get on into the win column, and he had a good, great game last round with the five goals. But captain Toby Green he gets another five goals. He gets it behind, and he had a truly more breakout performance in this one that really helped uh, lead GWS to a win here. And what was the nice thing? It is. It was almost a feel. When I watch a GWS game, typically Donnie. I am uh, frustrated more than anything because they just look like they don't know what they're doing out there. I I know obviously they do, but it, it just looks like that. It's it, it's weird, but they looked. Dare I say, like a team in this one. They cut out the soft the sloppy play we're accustomed to seeing. It looked like they are playing. And just well-flowing footy uh, in, in all facets of the game. Also helped that. Uh, I mean, besides Hob- uh, um, besides Toby Green, you had Bobby Hill uh, just playing out of his mind once again. No one's surprised by that. Just just making plays happen. getting the ball down the field. He got on the goal. He got 11 disposals. Plenty of scoring plays. Plenty of clearances. And, man, I, I'm happy. It's just going to be one win for a while. But thank you. Thank you. We're not North Melbourne.
1: Uh, this this was this is a quite an interesting game because I, I, I think a lot of people looked at this and went, Well, Collingwood should win this. Collingwood coming off is some amazing performance. GWS so many injuries, losing Canilio DeBoer, and and, and Phil Davis all mm-hmm. in all in the span of a quarter and a half. Um I'll even put my hand up. I, I thought Collingwood should win this. I think GWS will compete because they've mm-hmm. got some talent there. But this was just literally this is a collingwood team that i'm i agree with what some of the footy some of the footy media in victoria have said is they're in a no man's land because they're not rebuilding because they just traded jaden stevenson one of their highest draft picks in the last couple of years they're not going for the flag because they really don't have the roster right now to be a flag contender so they're in this weird purgatory where we don't what are they doing are they gonna go for finals Mm -hmm. are they gonna rebuild we just don't know they're not playing the kids i mean you're still playing still side bottom pendleberry you're still playing some of the older players on the team so it's like this is a really weird situation for them And, and gws capitalized on it toby green got a matchup got a matchup and he just absolutely tore isaac Quaynor apart they finally got my check on him but by then it was a little too late mm-hmm. and layson comes back in and he's back to kicking goals and causing more issues up forward so this is a gws team that maybe maybe just maybe leon cameron found something but we'll have to see it was is it more of collingwood's ineptitude in the back The fact that now there's rumors Darcy Moore's Achilles is bothering him to the point where he he may have to sit out here soon. Taylor Adams goes down for Collingwood, one of their best midfielders, so their issues are are just exacerbated. So this is a Collingwood team Mm -hmm. that is like, I don't know. Like, you would have told me before the round, and I thought Collingwood would have won this one easily, but they just did not put in a performance that was worth winning. GWS did. So a well-earned victory for GWS, but it it more shines massive lights on this Collingwood team on what the heck
0: is going on. Well, a couple questions to that, Donnie, is what I have. Maybe two, it might not be the right answer, but it's a couple of possibilities. One is that their on-field play is suffering because of what is happening off the field because with this whole presidency, they, there's still nothing there. If nothing's been done, they haven't really appointed like the next president. So is that something that they have to get done, that they have to make a priority? Or is there also a possibility that coach Nathan Buckley, is he overcoaching this team?
1: Um,
0: I don't know. This
1: You wouldn't think the presidency would have that much of an effect on the on-field performance, but I think there are some decisions that are going to need to be made by him that I think are affecting the group. Like, mainly coach buckley like when you have interim i mean eddie mcguire steps down over two months ago and they still don't have one person running the ship you have two interim people going at the same time so it's this really weird off the field kind of just nuttiness that is collingwood and and the crazy part about going approaching your 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 thing with over coaching with bucks Mm -hmm. is that i don't know if it's over coaching i just think there's not much the Bucks can change mm. like unless the only thing really right now that he can do and he's been real hesitant to do it is to go full rebuild and play the kids because as I kind of said he's in this weird purgatory where if he plays the kids and, and kind of gives up on this season mm-hmm. is he gone because he's in the last year of his contract mm-hmm. and he's already stated in, 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 previous, in, in previous interviews if he feels he is not going to be the guy, the next guy to bring a flag to Collingwood. He'll step away after this season. He's he he really has taken a, a club first mantra, which I, I as a coach I appreciate that. He, I bought them. Yeah, he, he takes that, but it is putting Collingwood in this weird stage where it's like, do you let Buckley finish the season off? knowing that you're going to move on from him mm-hmm. or do you see if he does bring in the kids he can inspire the kids they start playing a little better and maybe then you talk about contract extension so it's again we're four rounds in but this there's so many question marks is buckley going to be there who when is the when is the full-time president going to be there is collingwood going to start playing better do i agree with you is bucks the right fit mm-hmm. even? so there's there's more questions than answers for
0: Collingwood. At least right? for Collingwood's it, sake, right. though, you always have a answer, uh, and that's to the question, who is the greatest footy player on earth right now? And that is none other than Mason Cox. He <laughs> 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 looked fantastic oh, in this man. game. I mean, breaking ankles, the little baby giraffe was – was. He, you heard Mason Cox's name a lot in this game, and I know – don't chastise me damn it i know he's not the best obviously uh because that's bobby hill oh oh no (laughs) oh maybe not uh i it's fun uh but mason cox he he looked great and it's always fun this was like the perfect game for me because gws wins they look good but also mason cox one of my favorite players just because he's that lone american guy to represent uh he looked great and people still hate him because he's he's great uh Give him a straight corner booth because he was selling candy. He sells candy and gets by two people
1: in one. The best part about it is, is you can get by Shane Mumford. because yeah. Shane Mumford is like a, a brick wall with legs. Okay, that, that that makes sense. But to get, I think it's Toby Green. He gets him the second time. I'm just like, I'm like, okay, dude, retire because you ain't gonna get any better than that. I mean, to sell oh. candy and get by Toby Green, and mm-hmm. you got it. It takes some cojones to be able to attempt it. Let alone pull it off. So, so I got a, a a small golf clap round of applause for Mason Cox there because somebody get him Somebody get him a street corner because he was selling candy. So,
0: someone gave him a street corner. Someone give him a white van. And for those that don't understand that joke, uh, I am so happy that you're that innocent. Uh, let's go into the next <laughs> game with North Melbourne taking on Adelaide. And Donny, I am only going to say it once this round, as opposed to the last previous, the last few rounds, but. Good team, bad team. And there we go. We could sum it up. Uh, I mean, Adelaide 16 13 109 uh, to North Melbourne's a respectable 68 points put up by them. So hats off to, to, to the Roots for being able to do that. Uh, we still get Taylor Walker, adds another three goals to the season, sadly. And he is still on pace going off the conversation we had last week. Talked about a 100 goal scorer. Taylor Walker. Still on pace. He's averaging – he's on pace for 110 right now, averaging about four goals a week – or, sorry, five goals a week. So, that's still alive. (laughs) There's really nothing else to say, though, about this game. Adelaide looks great.
1: Before we get off it, just real quick, is that that this this really was a game – it's a tiny bit misleading because North Melbourne was in this game for the first three quarters. It was the fourth quarter where it got away. If you, if you, I get in it, us, in it, uh, just being, I'm not saying they had a chance to win. Okay. I'm saying they were in it. Okay. 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 Really back. a little bit, okay? <laughs> They were, they were contending. They weren't probably going to win it. Mm-hmm. Adelaide had pretty much led most of this game. But yeah. It was where North Melbourne was within two goals for, for a good chunk of this game. And Adelaide kind of pulls away late in the fourth quarter. Again, Taylor Walker, another great game. Shoal gets the Rising Star nominations. Has something over 20 disposals. Kicks a goal. Has another great game. It's about United
0: time Sydney stops taking all the Rising Stars. Damn, I know, right? <laughs> finally, they decide
1: that yeah. So, but I mean, Adelaide. It, it was a workmanlike performance. It wasn't it wasn't exactly the flashiest win in the world. Another win for Adelaide. Mm-hmm. So they already have the same amount of wins this season as they had all of last year. So they're <laughs> already overachieving for the for the for the wooden spooners of last year. So um hats off to the crows i I, again i I believe north melbourne i do not believe they're going to win a game this year but (laughs) this was a little bit more of a respectable performance than the
0: previous couple of weeks so i I can get behind that that sentiment right there and the capping game for round four was a good game between frio and Hawthorne this is one of the ones I that we're talking about this might able to su- surprise some people in terms of uh, Competitiveness in action, and I think I think he kind of lived up to it I thought it was a, a, it was a solid game all around I'm more happy about a, a I mean what after what what uh, Frio's coach said to them last week essentially saying yeah, you held your teammates out to dry that really must have struck a nerve with this real team because depleted or not they played angry and and they played a very very good freeo game with it. uh you know a good team game with this one it did help that Nat five like you said he did make end up making his return albeit a bit rusty with his six behinds but he was involved in 11 scoring plays a match leading tally with that and it's huge that they're able to get five back in. Two straight wins for the Dockers, Donnie. Are they turning yeah. things around?
1: This Frio team again. Like I think if they keep getting more and more healthy, they're going to be more and more dangerous because they're so solid defensively. They mm-hmm. do just enough to win games. This is a Hawthorne team. I'm not super high on this Hawthorne team. I think they're still aged. I think they're still kind of they don't have the young talent coming through that some of the other teams. Some of the more elite teams in the league have so this is a hawthorne team that i think really I, i'm seeing them in the bottom half they're going to compete alistair clarkson again is, is mm-hmm. a genius he's he's gonna this is just the first quarter killed hawthorne in this game it really did frio got out to a big lead and hawthorne just scratched and clawed and climbed but just couldn't get over the hump uh in, in this game so this was this is one of those the 15 point margin really kind of flatters hawthorne because they really (laughs) kind of spent most of this game playing catch up Mm -hmm. uh, through throughout all of this a really good performance by frio again nat Fife is an absolute superstar the funniest part about it is he goes over six and then as soon as the game is over cameras caught him going back out still in his kit after the game having goal kicking practice after the game, after everybody had and left, and that's the kind of stuff you want stadium, to see. That's the kind of stuff you to want be, to see, man. And, and, and you appreciate that, uh, but you'd almost want to say, "Dude, go home, get some rest, and <laughs> just show up early to training the next day." Dude, you had another great, you had a great performance. You just weren't accurate that day. You didn't lose the game, so so no. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't complain mm-hmm. too much about that. And sir, I have to say this: I can't believe it. You missed one of the better games of the round. Did you miss? Melbourne v
0: Geelong. I did um skip that game, unfortunately. <laughs> Thank you, Donnie. Oh uh, boy, I that's a blunder on my part. I uh I do apologize, ladies and gentlemen. That was not the that was the cap of the round, but we're not done yet because we still have Melbourne and Geelong. Because this game really must have sol- no, I'm just gonna say it. this game solidified Melbourne's reign mm-hmm. at the top. It solidified their place. Uh, I've had some people like replying to the power rankings. Of course, you can see them drop every single Tuesday on our socials. So you get them a day before uh, we actually drop our rounds breakdown. But there's some people saying, oh, yeah, um, I like them here, but they have to prove it. Uh, you know, like give a couple more prove it games. This game absolutely proved it as they put a, a real good win over the Cats. Uh, they remain un defeated uh and <laughs> i am so sorry this is uh this is bad leave the rim shot <laughs> sound effect <laughs> oh, oh boy uh don't have to Patreon. we'll get a a better uh um you know sound effect with this one there we go <laughs> oh man i am a whore for me uh but christian Petraka, he looked he looks prime uh for for stardom i i would say two goals 36 disposals, 9 clearances. Obviously, he was apparently the best man on the field in this game. And this is really good looking for for these Melbourne fans of the Demons because they're looking really, really good four rounds into the season.
1: The, the D's faithful are starting to come out of the woodworks. They're are they believing it very, 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 Oh, maybe build that. <laughs> they will come just like they do here in Iowa. fill the dreams. Yeah. If you, if you win it, they will come. The, the uh, this D's team has just continued to progress each and every week. And again, like I stated in last round, the scary part about it is, is that they've still got a couple of guys still to come back into this lineup. Big Ben Brown, they're transferred the 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 the, the trade they got from North Melbourne, Mm -hmm. and Jake wietering still have to come back into the squad. So scary to think. I've even heard discussions. Do Brown and wietering get into this? Because this is a this is a twenty-two right now that is playing very Mm -hmm. very good footy. Clayton Oliver in the middle, Patraca as you said is doing everything. The only bad part about this game was the. Horrific injury to Stephen May, mm. I, and I know you and I. You, mm-hmm. I we saw. A we've, all I we've all seen the picture.
0: We've all seen the picture.
1: And he, he's in hospital. Um, all um, ho- hopefully a quick recovery yes. for his broken yes. eye socket. Unfortunately, it was absolutely gruesome. Um, pure accident. I, I, I hate that people are starting to say all well, Hawkins did it on purpose. If, if you watch it, he's trying to keep his balance. He pace. swings around. Just, he, it's him. just. No. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's an absolute it's just, freak just it's just
0: unfortunate, but it a uh, something done with. I like that you would him uh, during it, right? He'll he'll be back out there next round. Um, and uh, uh in all seriousness, I really hope that he's able to get out well. Hopefully, that concussion goes away quick um, or quicker than usual. Uh, at least you know sooner rather than later, because concussions aren't fun. And I feel like a broken eye is uh, sometimes even worse. So that was that was an early play
1: yeah that, that was absolutely insane um i'm like i said hopefully a quick recovery but this this d's team they're, 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 they're so shown... damn good <laughs> oh yeah they're very very solid but it does also bring up some questions is is that does this cats team are they desperate to get danger because danger will be back this week so that's that's the, the kind of the good news is that they've gotten through this hairy time period of of, of of danger not being on the field. they still miss
0: yeah. another name too. Yep. Yeah, I mean, German Cameron. That, yep. If they could, can they return? Like Don, you were saying that German Cameron, chances he returns round five.
1: It'll all just depend. You know, I think it'll all just kind of depend on the coaching and how he how he handles training. I honestly, I think if, if, if I'm Chris Scott, I play him in the VFL and I play in limited minutes because I just want to test it. I don't want to rush him out there because mm-hmm. you bring him back and he does something to it again, his season may be over with and you won't get to see him at all in the regular season. So mm-hmm. um, we'll have to see danger. will be back um, for sure. Um, when we'll get Gary Rowan should be back here in the next week or so. Um, so there's still some, some talent to come back in again. I don't think we've seen, we haven't seen too at full, full bore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got through this time period. It's, Only round four, they're going into round five. There's still plenty of season to go. But there there is a little there is a little bit of um hesitancy that is Geelong one of the casualties of the new rule changes. Um Mm. that that are they too slow? Are they not going to be able to adapt? But the other thing, and, and I've seen this discussion is is that slowly over the last couple of weeks, the game is reverting back to the old style it's it is. free flowing the scores are going down this that's week, one thing you really so notice this
0: week yeah
1: yep so many more stoppages so so we will have to see are the coaches like i said at the start of the year are the it. coaches adjusting to mm-hmm. the point where the game style goes back to the old style we'll we will have to see um this this week will be another another big one to see kind of how some of these coaches are handling in this was it an enigma because this week had a lot of rain and wind and Uh. and kind of weird weather patterns that might have thrown some of these games off i know the gold coast game had a ton of dew so it was very slick um so we will see i'm I'm hoping that uh, it doesn't affect it too much but it, it doesn't surprise me that the coaches are finally kind of tightening up their defenses <laughs> a little bit
0: side note of this game is i was looking I was in, in my preparations for the show i was looking through like some of the player profiles and stuff like that so um jack uh, jack vinnie i just gotta point out that man's jawline is absolutely chiseled okay i know this has no relation to, to footy but i just had to point that out because i was i looked at his picture i was like wow that's a that's a shit right there <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, Jack, Viney.
0: Jack Viney. Viney. Thank you. Yep. Excuse me.
1: No, you're good. I, 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 try not, I try not to totally just go on and go, up. Oh, so that's all good. Wrong.
0: You can embarrass me I, uh, I, because that's going to be I, half the names I say as I, as I continue to learn these rosters. Thank you guys for sticking with yeah. me here. Uh, it takes yeah. some time. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of players. Of I'm not used to there being like 22 guys on uh, on the one team <laughs> on the field at the same time. Come on, man. And the ros- and the rosters are between 40 and 45 right. or some it's, of them. So I, I watch it. football. There's a there's 22 guys in total on the field. Okay, not not one team. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gets, <laughs> uh, gets
1: kind of gets gets kind of crazy after a while. Oh okay? yeah, but it also
0: happens. it's one of the best sports I've ever seen. So that's all that matters. Now, that's going to do it for our, our breakdown of the rounds action. next segment that I'm have before we get into Power Rankings and Round 5 tips is, after four rounds, we are stuck with three undefeated teams. We have the Western Bulldogs. We have the, out, the aforementioned Melbourne Demons. And we have your very own Donny Sidney Swans. So, out of these teams, who's going to be the first one to lose? And who's going to be the last one to lose?
1: Ooh, this this one's quite interesting. I've 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 poured over a little bit uh, of each of these teams, mm-hmm. um, each of these teams kind of next upcoming games and different stuff like that because I wanted to kind of see how it's going. Um, just just I'm double checking here real quick. Cause of course, this is live, live sometimes is if if you look at it, the next three rounds. So so just kind of based off that next three yeah. rounds, Melbourne has Hawthorne, Richmond and north okay mm. that's melbourne mm-hmm. okay sydney if i remember correctly has g they have gws this week it's gonna be a fun
0: one uh not for me then they got gold coast and then and they got gold coast they got and then they have
1: geelong okay so there there's 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 the tipping point and mm-hmm. then if we stretch it four games in melbourne and sydney play each other mm-hmm So, at least in four rounds, we know one of these teams will will fall eventually. And then, going off of it, the last team in the next three, let's take a look really quickly at the Western Bulldogs. They got a good one. They
0: got a good three-game stretch.
1: Gold Coast, GWS, Richmond. So, Richmond might play quite a very interesting little connection into this. Mm -hmm. Just going off of that, Um. To be completely honest with you, my gut tells me Melbourne. Mm. But it, it's that fact that Melbourne and Sydney play each other. That fourth mm. round would be quite interesting. You, having Western playing Richmond in the next three rounds, there's a potential all three of them could lose in the next three rounds. Yeah, <laughs> I think the first one. I I, I don't want to say it this way, but I think the first. I think of the first three of those three. I think Melbourne loses first. Mm-hmm. I think Western loses second. I think Sydney might be the last one, and then it depends on that Geelong game, because oh, yeah. they go down Geelong and like they if, if if they go through, they they can beat GWS. Um, I believe they should be able to beat West Coast mm-hmm. uh, or Gold Coast. My apologies. It's it's that game against Geelong will be quite interesting because it isn't the SCG. It's not down in GMHBA down in Geelong, which which mm-hmm. will help the Swans. Uh, for sure, but how is how is Melbourne going into that game against Sydney? If Melbourne is undefeated going into that game against Sydney, I think Melbourne wins that game. I think mm-hmm. Melbourne has a little bit more experienced heads in just the right places. I think Sydney then, then falls there. But I don't know. It all just kind of depends on that Richmond. If I think Melbourne goes down first. I think Sydney's the last undefeated just because I think Richmond's going to test Western Bulldogs because I don't know if Western has really been challenged Mm -hmm. as much as Richmond's going to challenge them because Richmond has been, I mean, the question marks are there. If I know Damian Hardwick correctly, he's going to have them snarling against St. Kilda. And when they get a chance to face Western, it's going to be a dandy I, mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that game um so right now i would say melbourne would be the first one but and this is this is not me being sydney
0: Kota. it's okay this it's is, okay because this is... Don, i'll agree with you sydney will be the last one to lose uh, the first thing to lose is going to, be going to be Melbourne because both these teams are going to go 3-0 and through these next three rounds. Uh, of course, I can't wait until I have to eat these words, but YC's, all three of them go 3-0. and Then in that fourth round, or, or in the in the fourth round um, ahead, I see Sydney gain the better of Melbourne. I see uh, the Bulldogs continuing to win. And I see Sydney, of course, winning. Bulldogs, or the Bulldogs will fall before Sydney does because Look at the record. I I, I think they, they're they going to run to some tough games here. They really are, especially that Port Adelaide game in Week 9. That could very well be a good test for them, uh, depending on how far they make it. And honestly, honestly, probably won't happen. But I could see Sydney going, win, uh, going undefeated into Round 15 of the season. So this is a team, if they stay hot and you look at the record, it's a nice record because as you're breaking down, they're... Playing the teams that they were around last year, which wasn't very good, because they're near the near middle uh, to the bottom. Now they're at the top. This is a team that could keep winning and keep winning for a while. So Sydney fans, a hey, uh, hopefully I'm right for for your sake because I I see I see a really good record uh, coming out this year uh, thanks to the strength of schedule.
1: Yeah, it's the Geelong game is really this. This one against GWS is never easy. the 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 the, the Battle of the Bridge is never never easy. It's always um, fun. Always fun. Not this then, year. Geelong's tough. Melbourne is tough. And then mm-hmm. I agree with you. I I think if they if they get by Melbourne it, uh, in week round eight, mm-hmm. it really is round fifteen before I I see a super tough test and that's yeah. poor. Yeah. And then two weeks later, you get the doggies in round seventeen. So this this is a Sydney team. Like, I, I kind of agree with you. If if they get going, they they could have a nice little streak <laughs> going there for a bit if they can get going. Again, they've had a couple of injuries. Dan mm-hmm. Rampey is hurt broken his finger. He'll be out. Isaac Heaney broke his hand in the game against Essential. As long Those as Papley's
0: still there, and as long as Buddy Franklin is still doing Buddy Franklin things. I know they're they're doing the, 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 the time count or the, the the minutes limit on him. So but he's looking great when he's playing so yep. oh man that guy and the best is... part is
1: and the best part is there have been plenty of days rest mm-hmm. in between games for the next for the next few rounds so i mm-hmm. think that that will really really help him out as well but then you again logan mcdonald's still playing well golden's still playing well campbell's playing well uh i mean the the entire team Essendon was a little rough there for, mm-hmm. for moments but the fact that I think they're going to be able to absorb these two injuries. The biggest question is, can they stay relatively healthy? They start getting two, three, four injuries. Then they're going to come back to the pack a little bit. So we, we will definitely have to see about that. But it's I, going I, to be a battle of attrition. I cannot wait to see. <laughs> I cannot wait to see this.
0: Ooh, honorary uh, Swans fan, unless we're talking this round, then it's definitely a GWS. But uh, besides that... Hey, Swannies! Yeah, good, good job, guys. Uh, and speaking of the city, Swans, let's roll on into the round five power rankings, and a team based off some stuff that happened last round, um, going on what what they're able to do and the team they're able to beat. They're going to get back into the top five of the power rankings, and that's going to be Port Adelaide after their win over the Richmond Tigers, um, and. And once again, uh, like like the last really few rounds, really, uh, for the most part, at least in the last two, I got the top five teams of the ladder in my top five power rankings. Just depends on the order, because the order is not the same. Port Adelaide taking at number five right here. Number four, moving up from last week, because West Coast did drop out after... They're bad loss to St. Kilda. So they're obviously going to drop out. They're at number six on the ladder right now. They're probably number seven, six, seven, eight uh on my power rankings as it stands. But Adelaide, they move up. They take that number four spot, filling in behind them. And then the PUP three. I I know it might sound basic. No, it might sound boring, Donnie. But they're the exact same from last week because we have. On the ladder it's the it's the doggies it's the demons it's the swans for me one two three it's the swans it's the doggies it's the demons Sydney and they they're four they're all four now they're just like what uh, five points five percentage points behind uh Melbourne and then I mean the doggies have a huge margin uh but uh, all thanks to North Melbourne uh with that one but Sydney they're still your team to be with the Bulldogs and the demons really nipping at their heels another solid power five really hard to Mm. do there and the best part ross gets it right i know
1: i love that i I know (laughs) i know some people are really looking forward to it and i cannot wait for it next week next week will be coach hess's first power yeah boy we'll have five rounds in the form ladder will be in i cannot wait to see if there's any difference between ross and i i cannot (laughs) wait i'm so excited I, I, I will make sure and, and get it submitted to him so he can tweet out both of our power rankings when the episode starts. And what's but great
0: uh, is, uh, what, one thing that's nice is, uh, albeit you are the correspondent, you're the AFL expert, but I'm the one that's been setting the tone for these power rankings. So if they're the same, you're matching me. It's not the other way around here. <laughs> no,
1: I, I'll, I'll give you that one. Ooh,
0: like I'll, I'll take said, the top. 80- you
1: you got it you got to tick you got to tick another another tick for me on this week. I it's so hard to argue with you there. The only like I said the only argument that some people could have is Western's the number one. Mm-hmm. Could Western be there? Western beats a little bit better a team in Brisbane than Essendon, but then again, so there's yeah. it's there there's nitpicky arguments at this present point because there are so <laughs> few games. But again, I, I I have very I have no arguments with this Power Five at all.
0: I like to hear that, but let's get into some arguments because we're not going to agree on all of these games for round five. I can guarantee it. And if we do, <laughs> I will be absolutely let's say, uh flabbergasted. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's use flabbergasted in this. But let's roll on into our round five tips, Donnie. Round five is shaping up to be something fun. Uh, unless you're a GWS mm-hmm. fan, and in all likelihood. But the game that's going to get started is a huge one that I've been waiting to talk about ever since we went over these two teams earlier in the show. And that St Kilda, that's Richmond. They're going to be the ones with the first game of this round. Who do you have in this one?
1: Oh man. St. Kilda's comeback may have may have teased me just the tiniest bit, uh-huh. unfortunately. I think Richmond comes back to Marvel damian hardwick is going to have this team absolutely livid and ready to go i just think richmond has just a tiny bit too much but i'm gonna put the caveat in there i'm very intrigued to see how st kilda comes out because Mm -hmm. if st kilda comes out and kind of punches richmond in the mouth this could get quite interesting i'm gonna go with richmond on this but Mm -hmm. i think this is less than three goals i think this is a tight game I think St Kilda maybe is starting to kind of get their mojo back. Mm-hmm. My only worry is is they don't really have a ruck right now cuz it sounds like Rowan Marshall um, snapped his um plantar fasciitis. Ooh, with in, the Payman injury.
0: That's not a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Peyton Man and, was a and, foo- uh, American football quarterback. One of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time for all those. Don't yep. know. Oh. and
1: then unfortunately patty Ryder is not ready conditioning wise yet to, mm. to join them this week so i think the the ruck stocks might be a little light we'll definitely have to see but I'm, I'm gonna go with richmond on this one but i think it's a little bit closer than some people are thinking
0: awesome johnny first game and i'm already going to, have to disagree with disagree with you on this one i know the the, the brain says richmond but the heart the heart says Saint killed it, the Saints on this one. Yeah, I, I think they, they might be able to keep up this momentum. They might be able to keep things rolling. And like you said, if they get a, a good start Richmond, uh might not be able to find themselves out direct. Veteran team, absolutely veteran team, one of the the with the coaching to players organization, top down veteran presence they've been here before they've been through every situation so that's one thing that is why this Richmond team is so good because there's nothing new you can throw at this team they've seen it all but oh i like the momentum that St Kilda's on right now i'm going to roll with them in this one our next game uh, both teams coming off of losses we have West Coast and Collingwood and to me mm, i don't like where Collingwood's going Mason Cox is going to kick 10 goals in this one but West Coast is going to ultimately come out this one uh, on top. Uh, Optus Stadium, home cooking for the West Coast Eagles.
1: Come on now. I know Collingwood. I know Collingwood went out there and won in the preliminary final, but this is not the same Collingwood that went out there for the finals. I think West Coast has just got a tiny bit too much. Mm-hmm. Optus Stadium magic. I don't know what it is. It, something it, there. Some kind of, it, something it's the there. Uh,
0: the fourth quarter. Uh, um, you know, light show is what I think it is.
1: Gotta be, it must must totally rack brains or whatever. So I, I, I it racked probably while I was watching. (laughs) I know. We we will go with the Eagles here. Mm -hmm. And before to just real, and I don't mean to interrupt this, but I'm gonna throw this in. Yes. Um. This Saturday, Mm -hmm. the AFLW Grand Final is on at 11 o'clock. The Adelaide Crows versus the Brisbane Lions, one v two. Adelaide Crows with one of the most experienced teams the two two-time champions Brisbane Lions have been to the grand final 3 times have never won the game will be at the Adelaide Oval Ross I know you haven't discussed too much AFLW mm-hmm. but I'm going to put you on the spot here Let's Who put me do on the you spot think puts another who do you think Mm. wins a flag will it be the two-time champions with aaron phillips one of the greatest women players ever or is it a young scrappy brisbane lions team that has been a pain in the back end, backside of so many good teams in the aflw this year do the crows get number three or do the brisbane lions get off the schneid and get their first ever flag Now, this is a
0: tough one because, of course, if you've been following along to Donnie's disposal with the AFL Weekly Breakdowns that he's been doing, of course, the AFLW Grand Final Breakdown will be out on Thursday for all of you. Uh, It's normal days, normal time slot. Make sure to check that out because it's been great all season long. But, Donnie, to answer your question... Let's go with, I guess, the team that I could compare this most with the the team that's been there before, the team that knows how to get it done in the big game. Let's go with the Grows. Let's go with the Grows on this one.
1: Not, not, not a bad, not a bad guess. I what about you? Many...
0: Uh, of course. I, or I, do I... you have to tune in to the AFLW Grand Final show to to figure out what Donny Hess is going to go with? Um, I, I'll, I'll give you a quick
1: preview. Oh, I, I okay, I, okay. Um. I did go with the I did go with the crows as I've said yes, on like, several right. <laughs> AFLW episodes. It is so hard to pick against a team with Aaron Phillips. Aaron Phillips is an absolute monster athlete. Mm-hmm. I mean, considering she's one of the oldest players in the league and is still one of the best players in the league, mm-hmm. she is an absolute animal. She could have a coming out. Can we party. make
0: the comparison to like maybe a Buddy Franklin kind of player?
1: I would more go a Dusty or a Boston Kelly or a Dangerfield. Gotcha. She can go into the midfield. She can do absolute damage. This Crow's team is star studded. They are the they're just like the Western Bulldogs. Mm. In every part of the ground, they have a superstar that's going to make an impact. Where the Brisbane Lions are a little bit of the. Port Adelaide, they're a little bit of the West Coast Eagles. They get there, they just haven't been able to get over the hump a little bit. So there's the underdog in me would love for Brisbane to win it. I just think Adelaide has so many talented superstars. Mm -hmm. I just think the Crows will take this one home. But it is a standalone game at 11 o'clock. In fact, they moved the Western Bulldogs game back two hours. So then it will be at the adelaide oval they're going to try to sell it out for the second time the last time they had a title there in 2019 53,000 people showed up people. for adelaide v carlton to watch the crows win their second flag we're hoping they can maybe break that record again this time i i hate to throw an aflw in the middle of our afl but it's all I, good
0: I it's all good I, I couldn't resist throwing it hey. in where <laughs> it was supposed to be right there that's fair and let's go to the Battle of the Bridge now, Donnie. Your Sydney Swans, my GWS Giants, never surrender. Uh, but they're going to surrender a victory in this one. Uh, it's it's I, Like, I, I want to, man, I really want yeah. to say they're going to. I think this this is a great game. I think it's going to be closer than maybe I will give them credit for. At least maybe other people will give them credit for. But ultimately, Sydney's just too damn good right now.
1: This is the trap game for the Swans here. This is so the trap game. The, the US fans will know this well. This is the trap game. This is the team that you overlook because you're thinking a little bit ahead in the schedule. It's a team that's injured. Everybody's saying you're going to beat them. This is the game that Sydney needs to focus on. I also agree with you. I think Sydney wins this, mm-hmm. but I I I'm one of those this could get this for Sydney fans could get scary because if GWS is still in this game, if they're within a couple of goals in the fourth quarter, will panic set in they, they survived against estendon mm-hmm. will they survive again if it happens again i don't know i am this 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 game scares me because there is so much talent on this young talent on this gws team i think sydney wins it but it's closer than any anybody expects
0: yeah i i, I can go with that even my debbie Downer self uh thinks this is still going to be a close game hopefully now, a game that's probably not going to be close in this one is the Bulldogs, and it is Gold Coast. Uh, the Doggies got this one all the way. Albeit, the Gold Coast, I like to give them credit because they're better than a lot, what a lot of people might think they are, uh, almost like Essendon, but the Bulldogs are just so damn good.
1: Being at Marvel Stadium, um, I, I have to give it to the Doggies. It, mm-hmm. It'll be under the roof. that they, they, they play Marvel so well. Gold Coast again, no ruck. And then the fact that you're playing stefan martin and tim english in the rocket contest and that midfield is absolutely outstanding i think gold gold coach will stay in this for the first couple for the first half and then i think after halftime i think they get going they get rolling and this game gets a little bit ugly towards the end for sure doggies win kind of big
0: <laughs> kind of big i like that now here's a game that could very well be game uh, or, or match of the round and that's carlton in port adelaide uh, both these teams close uh, in, in terms of where they might be. Port LA, to me, they're, I know they're 3 1, they're still 4. They have to prove it to me. So, this is a big prove game. It's a Carlton team that's in the top 8 and could be a very formidable opponent. But ultimately, I have to go with Port.
1: I'm going to go with Port, but the game being at the MCG and being around after they played Richmond and with several of the injuries coming out, I think Carlton is going to scare Port a little bit Mm -hmm. in this game. Mm -hmm. Carlton with Harry McKay up front is going to pose a few problems. I think Alir Alir will get him, but can they keep him with his big body and great hands up front? Uh, Can they keep him off the scoreboard? The midfield battle is going to be absolutely insane with Cripps, with Walsh with Boak, with Gray. It's going to be so much fun to watch that midfield battle. And then can Carlton stop Dixon? If they can't stop Dixon, Mm -hmm. this could get ugly quickly. If Carlton can keep it in the midfield and and pump it into the 50 to Harry Mackay, Carlton is going to test this Port defense for sure. I think Port wins it. But again, this one is my upset special this mm-hmm. is the one if i say there's an upset in this round this is one of them i have a couple of them this round that i'm like will not shock me if this is a show with this no. is an upset carlton has some of the guns to do it can they
0: can they really looking forward to this one another game in here this is where a bat or a, a team that's on a slide Keep sliding. There is a team that is underrated, and they prove why they're underrated. Essendon is going to take down the Brisbane Lions in this round.
1: That's that's a big call there. Um, mm-hmm. I I I I like it. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna go Brisbane. Fair, but this fair, was the fair. other. This was the other one that I have I, that feeling that I that I I I looked at when I was tipping, and I went ooh, this is a rather this is a (laughs) tasty game here because yes, it's up at the GABA, so I I think Brisbane, home cooking, I think that's the reason why they'll get over Mm -hmm. but Essendon, kind of like with Sydney, they're going to scare Brisbane a little bit, I think Mm -hmm. they're going to push Brisbane, they're going to test Brisbane, I think Brisbane has just a tiny bit too much class in the forward line for Essendon's D but this is this is a scary this is a scary proposition. This is another one, kind of like Carlton. That mm-hmm. if an upset happens, this is one it will not shock me because Essendon has so many good, solid, young talent. They've
0: played really, really well, and they're playing with house money. Is why I love to watch too. They, I mean, there's oh, nothing yeah. holding them back. There's nothing. There's no reason to hold back. They're just going for it, and that's yeah. that's dangerous. That's dangerous when you yes. combine talent with no with, with like just kind of um, no consequences to losing that's that's how you get these teams that can go on a run and speaking expectations right a team that had no expectations last season but now is getting a tremendous amount is adelaide and they're going to be taking on frio in this round and done i i think this is could be another one of those trap games i could see frio winning this one i could see them pulling it off but i have to go with adelaide
1: i'm gonna go with adelaide adelaide oval is always so tough to play at frio is is a defensive minded team so Mm -hmm. i think they're going to test if taylor walker can get open um nat fife coming back does he does he have a little bit more solid kicking forward this is a frio team that's dangerous because you just don't know what you're getting they still haven't really showed their Mm -hmm. true identity yet because they've had so many injuries I think Adelaide nips them, but this is within two goals. I think this yeah. is an absolute cracking game. It's a good game. This is this is one that's gonna come down to efficiency kicking and efficiency kicking in front of goal, which mm-hmm. Frio has not been good at. And no. I think that's that's the difference there. Adelaide's been a lot more accurate uh, in front of goal than Frio has this year. So I'm both teams pros yeah. on
0: both teams are going to have scoring opportunities. It just comes down to who can convert those opportunities more often than not. Mm -hmm. A team that's in Hawthorne, they've been solid. They're they're a good team, but they're going up against this buzzsaw that is the Melbourne Demons because they have been playing out of their mind, and it does not slow down here. Melbourne takes this one, and they take it by a few goals.
1: Yeah, I, I think Melbourne wins this one relatively easy. I think Melbourne is just absolutely on fire, I think. Clayton Oliver in the middle and Sam Mitchell is going to be an absolute war to see those two go against each other because both are ball magnets, so uh, that'll be a lot of fun. But I just think Brent uh, gone in the in, in the center in the center with the rock taps. I think it's going to give his midfielders a lot of, of of give, and the potential of Ben Brown being back this round could be quite a tasty <laughs> opportunity against a Hawthorne team that just does not have the height in the back. I think Melbourne wins this one. I don't think it's super huge, but Melbourne win again.
0: Keep the undefeated streak rolling. Mm -hmm. And now, if Melbourne wins this, the other team from Melbourne is also going to win their game against the Long Cats. Of course, no, they're not. I'm kidding. Uh, this is a really good, <laughs> this, you I'm not cruel. sir. <laughs> I know I'm bold, but I'm not that bold. Okay. Uh, let's just tune it down a little bit there. It's long. This is a great game. This is a, this is a game where it's like, let's get back on track. This is a, uh, this should be a good game where you could test out like some, some things in, in, in a way and really solidify this. I mean, I'm saying like, it, it's almost like a practice game where they should be able to practice what they want to get better at. Uh, and and not take a loss, it ultimately what it is. Geelong. Oh man, of Patty
1: Danger, welcome back. Here's a forty. Here's a chance for a forty
0: disposal game. Holy, holy moly! Uh, this is uh,
1: Tommy Hawkins. Be prepared to potentially kick nine. Potentially. Hey, lineup.
0: you better be. I'm so jealous of anyone that's going to have Dangerfield in their fantasy football lineup this week. Mm-hmm. Oh
1: man, it's it's gonna be fun. The the Geelong people are I think are licking their chops in this one because this is a perfect get yourself together kind of game at just the right time after kind of a the loss to Melbourne. Geelong wins this one big. Um, I think North is slowly starting to play better. I think again North is competitive till (laughs) halftime, and then I think Geelong's class and 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 skill is Mm -hmm. gonna go over. Who knows? Maybe they actually do let Jeremy Cameron play and only play a quarter, a quarter and a half in this game where they kind of keep him light because of the fact Mm -hmm. that there isn't a big amount of stress. They should win this game easily. Um,
0: I will go with the Cats on this one. And with the picks and with that... We're going to wrap things up here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening all the way up until the end, if you did so. And one thing that I want to say at the beginning, I failed to, but I'll say at the end now is I am so incredibly thankful to think that anytime we put one of these up, at least on YouTube, uh, we're always getting to like three hundred, to four hundred, to five hundred of you guys watching a good chunk of the show. So I really do appreciate that. Uh, Really like that's there's a reason, Donnie, that half our viewers on YouTube. Are Not American. They are Australian. Uh, We love the hell out of you guys. Just a a, a little um, You know, you know brother country down there at the other side of the world down under Um, And appreciate all you showing us support on the audio streaming platforms as well consistently This is the most watched show on our platform and it really isn't close at least on the audio So I really do appreciate you guys Donnie always a pleasure talking breaking down the footy with you and I hope that um Sydney loses. I hope they lose, but uh, <laughs> they're probably not. So, uh, uh, and that's going to be a fun game. I can't wait to watch that. Of course, we're probably going to talk a little bit smack on Twitter. At least let it, it be close.
1: Real, real quick, Ross. Before we end this episode, mm-hmm. I, I have to do something. Yes, I, know I, I showed you. I showed you a little bit before this episode. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was reached out by a fan uh, of the of the podcast who's a coach in the Perth Football League and this week i had the pleasure of receiving a care package where he sent a jumper from his club the ellenbrook eels that i received in the mail trust me it, it looks
0: is... better on youtube it looks really good on youtube for you radio this is fantastic radio <laughs>
1: yeah i know absolutely fantastic radio it, it it is a jumper from australia i want to thank coach dave for sending that i wanted to give him a massive shout out for that he sent a couple other cricket related things to me since i've been slowly getting myself into cricket i just wanted to give him a shout out and thank him for that Uh, he is he is very graciously come on and and has kind of become a coaching mentor i've been able to bounce some coaching stuff off of him um thankfully i will be able to very soon be able to coach my team here very soon thankfully um i cannot wait for that to get going as well so it may make my podcasting days quite interesting (laughs) getting home from trainings uh for sure but i am, I am that's super fun thankful for that um that is that is great um for that but i just wanted to give him that shout of course out. ross it is always awesome chatting footy with you sir you betcha uh, and one
0: word or month. phrase to describe your feelings about round five. Oh man intriguing intriguing all right let's go with that and i would like to just throw out maybe there's hope Ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you guys after round five. Enjoy the footy from this week.